cannot catch a virus. Well, back at it again, boys. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Big Country, as always, on the other end of the mic. Your two, two favorite hosts, Chris and Boya, in the house tonight. Hello, hello. Hey guys, glad to be back. Yeah, and on tonight's episode, we have a very special guest. Uh, this, the, Okay. Back it up a little bit. <laughs> she tweeted out uh, that she had completed this documentary about Project Monarch. And I was like, oh, I'm so not excited to watch that. So <laughs> I watched the documentary, sent her a message. She tweeted back to her message back to us that she'd come on the show. And I was so excited. And um, you messaged us, Amy, t- two nights, three nights ago, two nights ago, three nights ago, that YouTube just yanked the documentary. Yeah, my whole channel is gone, and my Gmail account, everything. Yes, she. So. Yeah, well, I, 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 I message, I message Big Country. I said because I went to go watch it again. I, I was like, let me make sure I have all the notes that I that I need. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find the channel, and I and I'm like, okay, it's got to be. They deleted it. It has to be gone. And he's like, no, yeah, they they took everything. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So before we introduce Amy, uh, we just did, but um, <laughs> I told her I said, listen, I have a copy on my hard drive of the documentary. So what we did was we split it into two parts, and we put it on our YouTube, and then we put it up the YouTube videos on our. Um, webpage, right? WBconspiracies.com. Last night, YouTube pulled down part one of your documentary from our website. Now, nevertheless, that documentary will be uploaded uh, on our website in its own video form. So, (laughs) fuck off, YouTube. You ain't taking shit now. (laughs) Um, I think it's it's important now that we all, in this community that we're trying to put out good information to people, you know, we push them to our own websites where we're in control of it before they start trying to take control over those websites. YouTube and the censorship of Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and everything else that's going on right now, (laughs) it's important that we get these important documentaries and, and good information to uh, places where we can control them, uh, where the big corp can't censorship. Yeah, it's Dude. war out there yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. It wow. is. Everybody's being censored. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah. I just wanted to, before I, I we go any further into this, this has nothing to do with tonight's episode, but my cousin just texted me and said that... Uh, Vice President Mike Pence to be sworn in as acting president. White House officials say President Trump to resign at midnight tonight in protest. So I don't know if that's credible or not. It's from, it's from Reuters. However, um, uh, I don't know how true. That I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. Now, Some will look up afterwards. Um, yeah. Amy, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience, um, give us a little bit of background about where you're at and, and, and where people can find you. 
because okay. all you've got left is Twitter. Yeah, I actually I have a BitChute account, so I have all my videos there. Now. Excellent. Um, it's just Amy says WTF um, is my BitChute, and I'm also on Twitter as Amy says WTF, mm-hmm. um, and that's the only places you can find me right now. So, how many do you know? How many subscribers you had on your YouTube channel? So the first time, well, I've had three channels. The first time I was, first time I was reaching almost ten thousand. Wow! And then the second time I got up to four thousand, and then this time I was up to almost two thousand. So I mean, I was like, it was like very slow, you know, like yeah. the first time. Um, and I only had like six videos at the time. Right. Um, but then by the time I got around to doing Project Monarch, which I just finished, you know, this uh, past month, it was like not even on YouTube for two weeks before it got everything Damn. just went. And I got an email for my Jesuits video that deemed it harmful content. And that was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that was what got me in trouble the first two times was the Jesuits. Nobody wants they, to talk about the Jesuits. No, so, no. Um, <laughs> or the black nobility. But um, so that's that's where you can find me. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. Yeah. The Je- the Jesuit stuff and the black nobility stuff. It does seem like they target that, and they should just change harmful content to truthful content. Yes. <laughs> this un- yeah. This unfortunately is truthful content. Um, yeah. Yes. If if you guys remember months back now, we had ran like an absolute attack campaign on that Instagram page uh extra cheesy yeah, yeah. pizza which was a what do they call maps minor attractive yeah. person oh yeah yeah okay yeah. so disgusting so the video is still on our Instagram because I did um I think I did a screen record of their yeah their page and it was <clears> like page, yeah because it was public yeah it was public and then it went private and I was like if you follow us and you have a soul please go report this page. And we just got like so many like influxes of messages and from everybody that was, you know, seeing what this page was. And they're like, dear mother of all that is holy. We just reported them. And Instagram just kept shooting back. No, it's all good. It's they're perfectly fine to see here. Yeah. So in, in light of that, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about project Monarch. And if obviously if you, haven't seen Amy's documentary. Uh, part two is still up on our website right now, so it's missing like thirty minutes of content. But you know, stay tuned; it will all be up there. So, Amy, walk us through Project Monarch and and how did you get into this terrible, terrible, awful thing that we're all going to have to drink up for later? I know. So, well, I guess um, I was going to ask you guys. Um, I always like asking people when they had their awakening um because i've noticed that there are so many people that aren't awake yeah Um, and for me it was like in high school um i just had this constant feeling of dread like something just wasn't right in the world i can't explain that's the best way i can explain it um and i just i think after 9-11 was when i was in freshman in college when 9-11 happened okay and it was just like that was it. It was just like, ever since that, it was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. What is yeah. going on? Cause that, none of that made sense right. to me. And mm-hmm. I was pretty, I was only 18 at the time. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, as time went on, I started getting down these rabbit holes and then I started like hearing about selling your soul. And then it just like that was it for me. Mm -hmm. It's like that just sent me on this trajectory to the worst of the worst, which is Project Monarch. And I call it the ultimate conspiracy because it has everything, every element. It's Satanism, demonic possession, human trafficking. sexual abuse it's mind control and and, and it seems yeah it seems like it goes hand in hand with uh mk ultra like you can't talk about monarch without talking about mk ultra absolutely it's a subset of mk ultra and when uh, we all know, I mean, and MK Ultra seems now like so mainstream. I mean, you can watch MK Ultra right. documentaries on the History Channel, and you know, we all know now that they brought a thousand German scientists over from mm-hmm. Operation, you know Europe. Operation Paperclip turned into Operation Paperclip. <clears throat> it turned into Project Artichoke, Project MK Delta. They had all these um, interrogation and drug research things going on, and. Um, you could even argue like Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Um, people say he was part of Project MK Ultra, but I would argue he was actually MK Delta because he was fed drugs and mm-hmm. gone through the most horrific, horrendous um, interrogation to like break his mind. And yeah. then after he spent 200 hours doing this, he had a total mental breakdown and actually um, suffered from gender dysphoria and oh, wanted wow. to have a sex change. Yeah. And yeah. I, it made me think of Bruce Jenner. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's like, you just start connecting all the dots and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's really bizarre. Yeah. His, his uh, manifesto is literally like, it, it, you could read it and think he wrote it yesterday. <laughs> I and know. It, it's it's such a trip. <laughs> I know, technological slavery. We are there. Yeah. Right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I don't know what year he wrote that, but. I was like blown away when I read parts Incredible. of it. I was yeah. just like, wow, this guy, like, yeah, he was on point, you so, know, yeah. uh, definitely one of those tragic instances of a guy who was uh, literally a genius and they just tore him down. Totally. Uh, Brian, when did you wake up? I think you're the, Brian's probably the first person in this group, Brian and boy, I'm probably the last yeah. person that woke, we woke woke Chris up, and, up on the show. I think, <laughs> I think yeah. so. So I, 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 I guess when we started this podcast, uh, I was the skeptic of everything, and I was I'd, very. I'd say you still are. I, I am probably the biggest skeptic of the group, okay. but maybe still. a flat and, earther now. Maybe, maybe. Don't tell my wife because she's going to divorce me. She's <laughs> here. I'll tell her right now. Don't don't tell her. She she will. So she said she's going to divorce me. But so. I am just way more open to things now. The last couple of years I've been with these guys and listening to everything that goes on. And the more I do research on my own and I'm going out and and looking for facts, I see that there's just dark things going on in this world. And they're like you there. It's not right. It doesn't feel right to me anymore. There's so many, I'm uh, now I'm like leaning towards, there's always an alternative motive. And like, I've always thought I've looked for the good and everything, but not anymore. And I'm way, way, protective of my group, my family and the people around me, because I want to help open eyes now to what's going on. Because I feel that like you, like you, it's something's not right. You know, people don't have our best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not looking out for us. Mm-hmm. And even if they, when they say they are, they're really not. So I think mm-hmm. I'm the, the newest newbie of the, of the whole group as far as being awake, but yeah. I, I consider myself awake now. For That's sure. awesome. And healthy skepticism is good too. I mean, I, I would call myself a conspiracy realist. I mean, I mean, I'm an independent journalist or whatever. I, I like to research and do my own stuff, but I don't believe everything I read. I, 
But I mean, with Project Monarch, it's just, you can connect it to literally everything. everything. And I'm just like, this has to, there's just, I don't know. No, yeah, it's grimy. It's real <laughs> grimy. Uh, speaking yeah. of, yeah, um, it's depressing. Speaking of grimy, just to d- <laughs> clarify, so I laughed a minute ago. Nothing, and uh, nothing you were saying, Amy. So I opened the link that my cousin sh- sent me about Vice um, Pence being sworn in. Pence. It was just that picture of that dude with the big black dick on the. <laughs> I was like, oh, I probably should have opened that first. <laughs> so Mike Pence is not being sworn in. Awesome. Um, so my yeah my my awakening was uh so 9-11 happened when i was um yeah, a little just, baby guy well I was like, like five years old right oh no, in 2001 <laughs> i would have been 12 Right? Yeah, little baby guy. No, I'm, I'm old though. <laughs> um, but so I was a kid when it happened, and and I had kind of I, I didn't have you know the cognitive understanding at that time of something bigger taking place, and it wasn't until high school that I had watched uh, Loose Change. Somebody had showed me Loose Change, mm. and I went, "What yeah. in the fuck?" And then it just yeah. kind of kept going from there. Um, I got real into Alex Jones. At the time, and you know, a lot of people go back and forth about Alex Jones. Is he a deep state agent? Is he this? Is he that? I don't know. Dude seems to be right a lot, um, even though he's a little bit animated at times. But um, a little, a little bit. <laughs> no, no, you're a great guy. We're the same thing. You're a great guy. Before. He's a, he, he's the pro wrestler version of a conspiracy yes, theorist. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. like, he's a great entertainer. Hundred percent for sure. Hundred percent. As he should be. For, as, for he should be, and and that's yeah. his, that's his grad. That's how he gets people's attention and, and draws yeah. them in. Yeah. And but the the information he's putting out there, people need to take well, take there's it times what it is. We were talking yeah. about this at work. There was times where he'll be like, "They're out here making frogs gay," and then I remember <laughs> yeah. people were like, "This guy's nuts." And then the scientists are like, yeah, we've developed this liquid we can give to frogs that has this chemical compound and it'll make them want the same sex. And people are like, oh, shit, Alex Jones was right. Yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And it was absolutely crazy. And nobody yeah. could believe it. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, it would, those, those few moments. But then it's, it's kind of funny because I do remember when Alex, when I used to listen to his show all the time, he would run his own like commercials. Right. So during his yeah. commercial breaks, it was more of his it was his commercials. Yeah. And yeah. he had suggested a book called None Dare Call, None Dare Call a Conspiracy by Gary Allen. And I went out and got the book and it's like 120 pages. It's an, it's an easy read. And after I had read that, it solidified everything to me because right in the beginning of the book, he kind of goes through basically a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight. But he had mentioned he was talking about the Cold War and he's like, Cold War was bullshit. We were never going to go to war with Russia for any reason whatsoever. So because when they were pushing this whole Red Scare movement at the same time, Russia also had a wheat shortage. So you know how like the Irish their main source of everything is potatoes. It's very similar to that in Russia. So Russia's main source of everything is wheat. They had a wheat shortage. We were giving them wheat as part of this trade deal because um, at the time um, Gorbachev was, was our homie, but on the surface, like it's like pro wrestling. It's, these are the bad guys. They're the heels and we're the good guys. And 
you know, when you see Flash, get under your desk and and kiss your ass goodbye if if that were to ever even happen. But yeah, <laughs> um, so that was that was a solidifying moment for me of of listen, I'm not the crazy one. And um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah nine eleven I think was a catalyst for a lot of people. I was in high school at the time, but um, you know when it happened, we watched it live on TV and everything, and then. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched Loose Change. It's funny you mentioned that. I watched Loose Change, and I started thinking, like, because I was never like, these guys are crazy, right? And so I was listening, and I said, this makes the most sense, especially when you start adding up the missing money. Why would they hit the Pentagon and everything like that? And then from there on, um, up until, I think, the end of high school, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I, I was in this forum and um, the forum, it was a conspiracy theorist forum and they were talking about Stargates and I was like, Stargates are bullshit. <laughs> well, so they were like, no, that's the reason we invaded Iraq. There's a Stargate there and there's pieces of Stargates there because it's the oldest region in the world. And I'm like, that's such bullshit, dude. So they were like, nope, watch this area. There's going to be heavy troop movement. And so I was glued to my computer when I wasn't out. And I was waiting and wait and they were, you could see the troop movement and then they were supposed to light up this Stargate. Obviously there's no way for me to know if they ever did, but, um, I, I was deep into Stargate, deep into project looking glass, deep into all of these kind of time travel, like, you know, wormhole type type things that were going on. That's why when they lit up CERN, I was going bonkers. <laughs> Because I was like, this is bad news. Yeah. Everybody. I was like, this is bad news. And honestly, it seems like ever since they lit up CERN, nothing's been the same. Do you think that the... When they said they're going in for weapons of mass destruction, you think that that's, that and, was and it's their funny code enough, name? It's funny for... enough because Sam brought that up on his show, mm-hmm. and and that's when I was like, oh shit, I never told you guys about this, but I was like elbow deep into Stargates, dude. And that's honestly, one of my favorite topics, like oh, the time travel. Yeah, like well, the- you you started talking about the White Rabbit and Project Monarch, and and mm-hmm. um, you know Bob Lazar talks about Looking Glass a little bit, and there's a white rabbit apparently in the room where looking glass is. And, but then the white rabbit connects to all of this crazy pedo shit too. It's, it's, it's so wide reaching. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on Q? Well, we've been asked by followers before, do you believe Q? And I said, because I, I believe that Q is a user of looking glass. Um, just because there are a lot of Q proofs, but there's also plenty of things that Q has said that have never happened. Um, but, you know, just when you do like time travel research, it's never sound, right? Um, things can change, but ultimately the timeline will be what it is. Um, so we basically, our answer was that we accept the Q information, but we, we will never accept it as true until it, you know, unfolds as true. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there there are people that, you know, their allegiance is to Q. A coworker, yeah. a coworker of mine um, specifically was talking to me the other day about Q and was asking me what I was, you know, hey, what do you feel about Q? And I'm like, hey, sometimes it's really good information and then you look at it and then it doesn't come 
you know, it doesn't go through, but I don't doubt it, doubt it, but I'm not, I'm not betting my life and soul on it yeah. either. I, yeah. I take it for, I take it in for what it is. If I, if right. it comes to fruition, then okay. You know, it's just another thing that they're giving us a heads up about. So I'm always wary of it, but like I said, I'm the skeptic of the group too. So yeah. well, I feel like if you get too deep into that, because you did, men, you did mention and, and, and I totally agree with in the documentary that Q is a form of mind control. And mm-hmm. I feel like with, it's kind of with everything we do, right? Social media and all that, it's okay to consume it, but if mm-hmm. you over consume it, then it's a wrap. Yeah. So I wanted to say the biggest um, criticism that I got from the documentary was the Q stuff. And mm. I just wanted to clear that up because I wasn't saying that what Q is doing is wrong or bad or the information's not accurate. It's just, I think the people behind Q or whatever it is, um, there's actually been a lot of the information that has come to fruition. (laughs) saying, Um, But I think like the people behind it understand these mind control tactics. That's how they were able to get their following. That's how they were able to get people to, yeah, a hundred percent come to it. And so it wasn't like I was saying like, Oh, Q's got your mind and you're stupid yeah. for believing it. Cause I, I mean, there's things that Q said that I'm like, hold on. That's like pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, Amy, um, you, you sent us yeah. a message today on Twitter. Boy, are you on our Twitter or is it just me? It's just okay. you. So just you, man. So when you're on Stay Twitter, you're talking to just me. Um, <laughs> because uh, quite honestly, Twitter, uh, we've said this so many times on the show, and obviously we use Twitter, but Twitter is a fucking dumpster fire of social media. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. had sent us a message today about um, some Q posts, and you even said, listen, like I'm not all uh, Q is not the hill I die on. Uh, this is extremely interesting. And it was the acronym, or more or less the phrase, um, was it you can't... Nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing can Mm -hmm. stop what is coming. And the acronym... Yes. You know what? I'm just going to pull it up so I'm not... Yeah, I was going to pull it up too. It's been a constant phrase of cues. Um, yes. Nothing can stop From what is coming. But also, the, just the overall message of Q, as far as we we need to be united in order to fight this. You know, that's that's what I found so funny when the news was like attacking Q, and they called it QAnon, right? Yeah. And but they're like Q's terrible. It's a hate group, and there's never been anything that Q has ever said that has come out as hateful. Right. And I believe it's a group. Um, but the Q's always said that Republicans and Democrats are both dirty. And I think everybody can agree with that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't think that there's any, I I think everyone's aware that, you know, that the cause are dug in deep on both sides. And unfortunately, you know, there's some good people out there and they're going to eventually try to get after those good people too. And they're going to keep trying to elect the bad people so that they can keep getting more and more control. And I think that, you know, as long as you're, you know, actively looking for that positive or the truth out there, you can find it and, Mm -hmm. you know, just be wary of everything, you know, trust nothing. Don't sell your your house on everything, you know, just do your own research. That's why we always tell our guys, our truth hooligans out there, do your own homework. You know, we're trying to get, we're getting knowledge out. You have to follow through. Yeah. 
exactly. This, so this is what you had said, Amy. So the okay. phrase, nothing can stop what is coming. This is also the acronym for NCSWIC. So that would be the first word or first letter of the word of the, each word of that phrase, uh, which is the National Council of Statewide Interoperability. Oh, Jesus. Interoperability <laughs> Coordinators. Or, yes. in short, voting cybersecurity. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm just like, is this, again, is it coincidence or are they just messing with us? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer now, um, especially in the last like six months, that there's no such thing as coincidence. And, and especially with everything that's going on. And there's, there's times where I was watching the documentary and the, of the things that I know, because I think I think we knew of Project Monarch, but we didn't really have the knowledge of how deep it actually is. And uh, some of the connections that I was able to make, um, it, it there's no coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> all I, of this stuff's already written, you know. Well, going <laughs> off that real quick, um, I had so many like synchronistic moments when I was writing the script for it, like. Um, I would get to a certain section and then all of a sudden Rose McGowan is on Twitter and she's talking about, she's posting a picture of some like rifle and she's in some helicopter and she's, I mean, it was almost like she was alluding to the fact that she leads a double life. And I don't know if she was saying she was an assassin. I mean, it looked like yeah, it was very bizarre. So I was like, well, that's really strange. And that would fall in line with the whole Delta programming. Mm-hmm, um, right. With Project Monarch, and she was also part of Family of God. Yeah. Um, and they were all, you know, like the Phoenix family, River and Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. were part of that. And then we all know what happened to River. And yeah. It's so that was very bizarre. And then also with Paris Hilton, the same time I was writing, she came out with this docu-series on YouTube called mm-hmm. This Is Me. Or, and, and she was outing this elite school that she got, she was basically kidnapped from her home, set up by her own parents. And she was verbally sexually abused there and traumatized. And then she came out and she was the Paris Hilton that we all know. It was yeah. almost like that was also another weird thing when I was, you know, just kind of validation for what I was saying. And then the whole like break code silence hashtag and all these people yeah. are just coming forward now. Yeah. I think um, the, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was that uh, the Paris Hilton comment, because I, I knew she came out with the docuseries and she was basically saying she was going to be naming names. Um, but I didn't realize it was that severe. You know what I mean? And then it seems like every, you know, celebrity and every influencer and every politician, I don't want to say every politician, but most of the prominent politicians the ones you know all seem like they're in on this um and especially when you're seeing like these kids just break down right the the disney kids the nickelodeon kids um justin bieber is probably the most famous one as of now uh, and i was so shocked amy and watching your document so first of all all the lists of names that are that are named in the documentary crazy. right my first thought yeah. is is there any anyone in hollywood who's normal besides gary Busey? <laughs> And then also, <laughs> but when I saw um, Lee Thompson, Lee Thompson Young, I didn't, I didn't know that he did had died. 
Uh, so the guys there are so many. Um, there are several. There are several that are on the list that I was surprised. And yeah. then you you go back and you're thinking of watching these young childhood actors right. that were so prominent right. and rise to stardom, and then you don't hear about them and they're gone. And you're like, oh man, you didn't even think about it. And then you're like, you see that face and you're like. Oh, they killed themselves. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. You know, why? You know, then you, right. the question is why? Why Why is this so prominent that these young youth are, you know, rise to stardom and then they're gone and then they kill themselves? Yeah. Or yeah. drug addiction. Yeah, drug or, addiction. Or, like, yeah. or anything. Drug they're addiction, just, they can't. They cannot. Yeah. yeah. Do you, so, Chris Boy, do you, you know who that is, right? Lee Thompson Young? Yeah. I, Famous no, Jed Jackson. Okay. 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 No, I didn't. Yeah. He that. committed crazy. suicide. And I was like, yeah. That's why it's not on Disney Plus. But um, so in the so in the documentary, you you kind of Amy, you start with this statistic of at any given time in the United States, there's 150 thousand child sex slaves currently operating. Currently, and actually, there was um, even more before Trump got into office. So he has significantly lowered that number right. um, just a, because of all the state. What a, yeah, he's awful. What a, what a fascist, fascist man. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of this child sex slavery, the idea of pedophilia comes from ancient Greece um, and the, the worshiping of Zeus. Um, you had brought up Nambla. Which I don't even know how that's an organization. Like, how do they just not immediately get arrested? South, South Park, South Park did a whole episode on Nambla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how you know it's good. Um, yeah, and they still post. Um, I mean, I don't frequent the website. I did when I was doing, yeah, yeah. I was doing my script, but I went. I was there like you know three weeks ago, and I'm like, this dude just posted like an article today yeah, about pedophilia, and I'm like. And they coined the term chicken hawk, which means like men who chase after young boys. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and this I, is I, like a thing. Yeah. I caught that phrase yeah. and it was, and it was just another thing that had to add to it. Like the kids today were watching Moana. Right. And then there's that double spiral on. The, yeah. And I was like cringing, you know, cause they're singing along and I'm like, dude, I know what this shit means. We yeah. got to turn this off, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it does seem like a distance version of, you know, MK Ultra. They're indoctrinating, getting you used to seeing these things. And then, yeah. And then with NAMBLA, you, you have like this whole movement and they're trying to sneak their way into the LGBT community by saying it's just, yeah, it's just a sexual preference and it's not bad unless you act on it. Do you you think that eventually that they're going to be pushing it so hard that eventually they will add it to, to that? And I mean, I know I have, one one of my closest friends is um uh she's gay and i i know her and i love her she's a wonderful person and i know for a fact like she will be like never in my in my life will i support that yeah i'm wondering if they how or what can they do to to really get that to be accepted in the mainstream because i just i i i the day that that is it's a wrap. It, I'm, I'm done. I'm unplugging from everything yeah. and moving guess my who, family as far. Guess who's getting 25 to life, boys? <laughs> yeah. guy, it's right a big here. push. It's a big push. And um, the next step is because celebrities are already doing the pansexual, the multi-gender, you know. So it's only a matter of time until one says, yeah, I'm a pedophile. What, what, what's the big deal? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's going to be the tipping point because for some reason, people worship these celebrities. They put them on a pedestal and whatever they say, that's, that's what they're going to roll with, you know? Um, and, uh, real quick, the Lady Gaga with the Lena Morgana situation, I, I briefly had heard about that. And then when I watched the documentary, it kind of, you know, had a little, it jogged my memory. And then I started thinking about, cause we were going to do an episode and I can't remember the musician's name. It's from like the sixties, fifties, something like that. Maybe even earlier that sold his soul to the devil. And all of a sudden he comes back and he's playing the guitar like crazy. Robert Johnson. Yes. Yes. And then you started talking and you're showing videos of, of, of Lady Gaga talking about how she sold her soul to the devil um, then you have, uh, uh, Kanye West on stage talking about it and it blows my mind because you have these celebrities, uh, especially Beyonce, because the way people treat her is like the most disgusting thing to me. Not that they treat her bad, but they actually worship her Yeah, and, and she soaks it in and it's, it's so bizarre, but her speaking about how she, can only sing in front of a group of, you know, a, a crowd and her, like her um, voice only works. Yeah. In a, in a big yeah. crowd. Like loudly. Like she said, I can sing and dance, but when it comes into me, I just like, she just yeah, but changes. Like it's funny so, enough, Amy, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos of her dancing where they like her face looks demonic. Like there's yes. times where she does not look like, how we normally see her. Oh, absolutely. The Super Bowl 20, I think yeah. it was 2013. Her body is like, I mean, she's just like muscles. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like crazy. I'm like, yeah. whoa, like it's wild. The, the, and the, the yeah. thing is too, is you have so many other instances of the, and it's not just Beyonce. It's not just Kanye West or it's not just um, Jay-Z. You know, you have people who are openly admitting like Nicki Minaj she has a demon oh, in yeah. her eye that she openly admits. I, he's like, he's called Roman and I can't control yeah, him. Was it? They, yeah, they conjured it? him up. Somebody conjured him yeah, up. Yeah, and they can't I'm get like, him to leave. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's funny because these videos um, that I put in the documentary were videos that I saved from years ago, like when I was really deep into the research. And mm-hmm. it's funny because there you can't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm really glad that I saved these because now yeah. I can use them. And I don't even know what compelled me to save them at the time, but I just thought this is important. And it's same with my cloning video. I had so many videos that I saved for that's a whole other story, but yeah, for they, sure. every, the whole internet is completely scrubbed. Mm-hmm. You can't find yeah. anything. I mean, it's censorship to the max. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, and, and rightfully so, so. Think- it was, a, that was a smart move on your part. I mean, when, when I, when you had tweeted out your documentary and I went and watched it, I was like, oh, this is getting downloaded tonight because, yeah. So this has happened. I mean, since we started the show, we'll watch something and I'm like, I have to download this. When they came out with, um, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovich's, um, documentary about oh, yeah. the coronavirus. Part one came up. Yeah. I downloaded that because they pulled yeah, it. Yeah. And then they came out with um, the two stunt men that made the documentary about uh, the, Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Downloaded that one too because that's, it's still, I think it's my, maybe still on YouTube. But well, like, I think it's gone. They, I think gone? they have it on their own website. But, yeah. but just to generally search for their website is a pain in the ass. Yeah. 
They don't make it easy at all. It's ridiculous. Now, one of the things that you had brought up, because you kind of, when you do the documentary, it's so just tastefully done. Um, (laughs) You almost start um, in like a timeline. And some of these I didn't even know of. Like, Like Nancy Reagan was the blowjob queen. She was just say yes, Nancy, and ironically, she was just say no to drugs. Yeah, like, just, just say no. I'm listening to blow. Like, I'm you all can't over. write this. Yeah. And that was actually written by Peter Lawford, so it's not wow. some crazy conspiracy. It was in some tell-all book he wrote. So again, it's like all these pieces that you put together. It's like mm-hmm. it all makes sense yeah. that these people are born. These um, what I call these generational Illuminati families yeah. are born into this. And the three, so we know about Project Monarch because of three women. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Cisco Wheeler, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy O'Brien, and Bryce Taylor. And they all wrote books and they were completely censored. Nobody talked about them um, until Kathy O'Brien started, like, basically going on tour and giving these lectures. Um, I think it was with Mark Phillips, who worked for the FBI, and um, he helped her deprogram and kind of collect her thoughts and like, you know, put it out there for people to hear. And it was just like mind blowing. Like when I first started watching Kathy O'Brien videos, I was like, this, this is insane. And then Bryce Taylor. And then I discovered Bryce Taylor and she's saying like the same type of stuff. It's like, they have these, like, they're like robots where they just have these like program memories that can remember anything, Mm -hmm. blackmail, espionage, um, it's just it's crazy yeah uh, um kathy o'brien's connection to the clinton family too is oh, is, yeah. is is pretty wacky like just <laughs> knowing because because i mean right now it's you know clinton foundation everybody knows the the relationship between the clintons in general and everything anybody can imagine that's just terribly wrong <laughs> You know what I mean? And then yeah. so when you have her speaking about it, it's like, oh, God, it gave me the chills because those are the most ruthless people that I can think of. Yeah. Like, they are the greatest supervillains that have ever existed. So yeah. with these people being as awful, are they all psychopaths or is it just yes. that they've been indoctrinated into this lifestyle at such a young age that they're, you know, they've been conditioned to, Hey, you know what? We are the top of the food chain. We can do whatever the fuck we want to whoever we want, whenever we and want embrace it. And, and then embrace it. I mean, I know I, there's gotta be a lot of psychopaths that, that uh, in that group, yeah. but I mean, are there any of them that are, can you call any of them innocent and that they just have been groomed that way? I mean, I think there's a little bit of both. I think, um, I think the people that are born into this, I think they've suffered so much trauma, um, and so much abuse at the highest levels, mm-hmm. like stuff that we couldn't even comprehend yeah. as a human. I mean, this is just so inhumane the way that yeah. these people are treated, especially in these, um, government programs going back all the way to MK ultra. Right. Um, and I think that it just breaks you. And then it's, they call it um, multiple personality dissociative identity disorder. And then your brain just splits and then yeah. they create these alters and then you're trying to function as a human. And some of these people, I truly believe, don't even know who they really are. I think mm-hmm. they they live within these alters and they have handlers that are able to kind of guide them through life. Yeah. And if... Um, if either one of their handlers 
or to die. Um, They have this thing that they call internal voodoo that they have programmed into the mind controlled slave. So if either one of the handlers dies, it will trigger this suicide program within Mm. the victim and they will just off themselves. So they can't, they'll self-destruct a hundred percent. So that's where it ties into like, you know, these drug overdoses, um, suicide, like who knows? I mean, it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Britney Spears is probably the best example of that. And I feel like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, you can correct me if maybe I'm out of line, but I think her dad may be one of her handlers. Yeah. And, you know, that court order is kind of allowing him to hold on to that handle. And he's just pumping her for as much cash yeah. as he can get until time is up. Right. Cause it seemed like for a minute she was turning the corner and she was, you know, the normal Britney that people would see. And then it was like, nope, not again, you know. And uh, the the fractured personality disorder that you were talking about, I think that especially Rose McGowan, that's that's pretty easily seen. Well, uh, Courtney Love accused Britney Spears' dad of, of raping her. Yeah. yeah. On Facebook, On, of all places. <laughs> right. Not like, <laughs> yeah. Of all places. Not like a tabloid. Yeah. It was... Yeah, she was, logged yeah. on to Facebook and went to the box <laughs> that says, tell us what's on your mind. <laughs> and typed okay, it on here you yeah, go. Today, Jamie Spears is a pedophile. Um, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. one, another one that, that I don't want to say surprised me because your whole documentary just surprised me. And I have a list of names <laughs> that we'll kind of go through here and some more information. Yeah. But Thora Birch. So Thora Birch yeah. is the little girl from Hocus Pocus with like the gap in her teeth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Both of her, star. Yeah, both of her parents were porn stars. So just imagine your what mom and dad asshole. are just, you know. Yeah. Your mom they were in deep throat. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They're in deep throat. That was just one right. of their movies. Yeah. So that, so, the so most famous. Mom sure. and dad are yeah. porn stars, right? And you're like, you know what, sweetie? We want you to get into act- acting. <laughs> Where could we get you? Disney. I got it. Boom. Yeah. You know they had some ends at Disney. Well, of course you know? they did. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Walt was a big fan of their work. I. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, as we go through these names, I mean, it's just more and more like one that you had brought up that's not just connected with MK Ultra, but. Another fantastic documentary made by Mouthy Buddha, who had talked about Pizzagate and Pedogate and all that stuff. Um, he had specifically focused on an individual by the name of Terry Richardson, who is mm-hmm. probably yeah. the sickest motherfucker besides Jimmy Savile that I could think of in yeah. this industry. And his art is insane. And when you have like people like John Podesta with all these... <laughs> pictures and stuff like that on his wall and all this weird art and everyone's like yeah no that's that's just art it's cool don't worry about it yeah and, no, I, and especially and, when they look like when like he has those those paintings that look like anderson cooper as a child <laughs> where he's like tied <laughs> up fuck, right dude i oh, know that whole anderson cooper portion of the documentary like i fell down a rabbit hole just into that especially with like the kathy griffin thing so I'm like, dude, yeah. this could, this is this has to be connected, right? It's so bizarre. Well, the relationship between Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper's mom was just it's just weird and bizarre to begin with. And then oh, yeah. Kathy and Anderson did, you know, New Year's Eve for mm-hmm. however many years, and they have all these weird connections. And you're like, well, why is 
why is Kathy Griffin so close to Gloria Vanderbilt? And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, again, it's like, that's one of those things. I'm just like, kind of shake your head. Like, Oh, it's really yeah. interesting. It's yeah. It's definitely not right. <laughs> like, yeah. Something's off. It explains yeah. all my bad feelings towards Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Or, or, or why are there so many pictures of these young actors and actresses before they were who they are now? Why are they at the white house? What are they doing with yeah. these? Oh <laughs> yeah. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. What are you doing there? How'd you get there? Drew Barrymore. I was about to say Drew Barrymore is the one that was coming to my mind from yeah. watching it this well, morning. So Drew Barrymore, because I remember when I was younger and I remember like my parents talking about like, oh man, it's so sad that girl Drew Barrymore, like the things she's been through because she kind of had a comeback with her movie career. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing her like at nightclubs, just doing rails, <laughs> getting drunk. Like she's like, at like eight, yeah, and getting I'm like, drunk. What is going on here? You know, and, and yeah. I started thinking to myself, and I was probably like thirteen when I'm learning this. Like my parents are telling me about it, and she's at like Studio Fifty Four, <laughs> hanging out, and I'm, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, like she was like in the shit. We thought she was dead. Like I'm surprised she's, you know, in Fifty First Dates right now. Like, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, I was like, that's. I think it was the wedding singer that was like. When she started making that her, I was like her, yeah. And I was like, was. wait a minute, she was how old? And her mom was with her this whole time. And they're like, yeah, it was fucking terrible. Look at or, you know? uh, uh, look at Brittany Murphy. You know that, that yeah. story ended oh, super that's well. She's a sad. She's a yeah. That's a sad story. She just didn't. I mean, well, you talk about breaking your programming, right? And because I wanted to ask you about Elijah Wood, because it seems like. I mean, for all instances, he, he seems the the most normal out of like that group that came up at about the same time. Right. And so was, do you think that he was a monarch product? Um, That's a good question. Um, because, because there was an interview where they asked, they asked him about like Macaulay Culkin. They asked him about the two Corys and they, he basically says like, my mom never let me go anywhere without her. I was just going to say his mom was super protective. Um, I, and I, and that's why I didn't include him in the documentary because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't get there with him. Right. And I did read that his mom was always protective and he was really the only kid, like you're saying, like it's mm-hmm. good you brought that up. He's really the only one where the instance was like his mom actually gave a shit. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, like with Macaulay Culkin, he, um, when he was on Joe Rogan, I listened to that episode. I think mm-hmm. it might have been like a year or two ago, but um, he seemed like he kind of beat around the bush a little bit. Like, hey, maybe some things happened, but I survived. Yeah. I, I have money. I'm I'm good to go. Like, I'm yeah. not going to dwell on it. That was the vibe I got. I could uh, be wrong. But. No, I I got the same vibe, and and partially only because before that um, before that aired, I somebody had mentioned the Red Shoe Club. And oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, Red Shoe Club, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, look it up. And fucking, I wish I never did. <laughs> but I found an article about um, Macaulay Culkin, and it was written in some French publication. Can't find it anymore. It's gone. No, it's gone. I, yeah, I tried to find it to send it to these guys. Um, but from what I can remember of it, he talks about when he was on the set of, I believe it was Home Alone 2. And he was said, he said that one of the executives, the film studio executives said, Hey, I need to talk to you. 
So he pulls him into this room and uh, he puts a, a, a bodyguard outside the door and he said the dude pulls out a crack pipe and just starts smoking crack. And he's telling him, you know, um, I can make you the most famous teenager on the planet. He's like, but you have to give me control and get rid of your parents. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. So he tells him, okay. And he says, you know, come here and I want you to sit on my lap or something like it leads to him basically groping Macaulay. And he says he, he gets up, hits the door and the bodyguard drags him back in the room. And the guy tells him, do you know who Heather O'Rourke is? And he says, yeah, it's the little girl from, from Poltergeist. I know who that is. And he looks down at his shoes and he said his shoes were a dark, like blood red leather. And he says, um, it's pretty sad the way she died. Right. And Macaulay said, yeah, it's really sad. And he goes, you know, she didn't die the way that they tell you or they told you she died. And he, and he looks back down at his shoes and he said at that point, he, he realized what he was trying to say. And he got up and, and, and ran out of the room again. Jesus and so, you know, went down the red shoe rabbit hole and you see mm-hmm. pictures, groups of celebrities, 15, 20 celebrities all at the same time showing off their shoes and they're all red leather. And I was kind of expecting, cause Joe kind of softballs some of his guests, right? Um, maybe he doesn't want to make him too feel too uncomfortable, but I was kind of expecting something like that out of Macaulay, um, at some point. And, and he definitely was beating around the bush for sure. Yeah. Especially when it came to the Michael Jackson questions. But I, and then the other thing is, do you think that anybody successfully breaks their programming? Yeah, Gary Busey. <laughs> Obviously. Gary Busey. Obviously. For sure. You know, that's a really that's a really good question because I mean, based on everything I've read with Project Monarch, they call it being thrown from the freedom train. So mm. you basically if you do break your programming, you snap, you're programmed right. to snap. Um I mean, unless they're able to go through like intense therapy or they have somebody that like wants to actually help them, like a Kathy O'Brien had Mark Phillips kind of help her. And also uh, Bryce Taylor had, uh, I think his name was Ted Gunderson. He was also part of the FBI who uh, helped her go through all that. Ted Gunderson was doing work, if I'm not mistaken, on Bohemian Grove. And yes, and the Franklin's and the Franklin's candle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we covered guys. We G. covered the Franklin scandal. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I'm not sure if the episode is still up. And was that one of the ones that was remastered, being remastered, Brian? Uh, I believe it is. Yes. It's so we'll probably revisit that one for sure. There's almost but, there's not um, enough alcohol in anyone's house at any given time to really go through the Franklin scandal. I, I, I'm going to say this. I picked a horrible year to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the apocalypse, Awful. brother. Start picking up again after the show. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you were going through uh, the names and you hit Robert Byrd, which I thought was funny because I watched this in the middle of this whole Hunter Biden scandal. And 
you know, Robert Byrd was eulogized by Joe Biden. And then yeah. you're having Hunter Biden and the laptop evidence, which the news says isn't true, but it's, I mean, it's oh, right no, there. Oh, no, no. I've seen pictures of his dick with Skittle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's crazy, so they have, like, there's, there's stuff they're obviously holding back because you can't just play a video of some guy with a child on the news, right? But the descriptions that people are giving are, um, there's incest, involved with with hunter biden and his sister and there's uh and not only with him and his sister but him and his daughter um and who knows with uh, whatever other minors he's picking up yeah other minors he's picking up in russia and china um but i thought it was you know obviously again not a coincidence that robert bird is hanging out with the Bidens and then all these accusations are happening because we're starting to see, you know, and, and, and you go back with the Bidens when, when his first wife died and I'm, I'm convinced that that was a hit job. Um, and his two sons happened to just survive, but it's, it's clear to see, especially with Hunter, it's the same type of programming that you see in these celebrities, right? And the yeah. guy, he just looks drawn out. He looks completely lost and wasted. And it's it's really sad, you know? But at the same time, it's or these are things that need to be exposed. People need to understand what's really going on in these elite families. Um, yeah. It's disgusting. Do you, think, yeah. do you think Hunter Biden is a product of the MK Ultra? He definitely could be. I mean, it would um, be a lot of his sure, but it's characteristics I, I, seem that way. Well, yeah. I would, I would say he is just based on the fact that there's. It almost seems like he. I mean, he was really young. Him and his brother were really young when that car accident took place. Trauma, but yeah. yeah, but that trauma, it, like it's forgotten. You know what I mean? And and that's part of the programming, right? And it's he's not sensitive to any of the crazy shit he's doing. And, yeah. and, I, and I know that that's just addicts in general, right? Like they, they crave what they're addicted to more than anything else around them. But it's pretty clear that somebody like the things his dad has put him through and he's still being so loyal. He, it has to be a program. Well, I was going to say too, like, and you just said it, um, to think about how long Joe Biden has been, yeah, you know, in this career or whatever. Um, think about all the things that he's had to endure himself or like mm-hmm. give up like his kids yeah. to get to where he is today. Um, I can't say for a fact that Joe Biden is part of this Illuminati mm-hmm. generational family stuff, but um, he probably is. But mm-hmm. if he wasn't, there's also instances where, you can sell out and join. Yeah. He's at Um, least a participant. And he could at least be one of those. And again, Mm -hmm. I I can't speak to that. Um, In my research, I haven't been able to connect him to any of the 13 families. Maybe somebody out there has, but um, I think he's definitely an example of somebody who sold his soul. I believe so. hundred percent. And you see with a lot of these celebrities and stuff too, especially ones that we know are monarchs are, the sacrifices, right? Close family members dying. Oh, it's so crazy. Best friends dying. Kid, firstborn child. Well, and, and, and that was one of the things when I made that connection was 
they had a, a um, his daughter, Joe Biden's daughter, died in that car accident along with his wife. And then Bo Biden dies later on. Right. So if he's not, let's just say he's not part of the 13 families. Right. So sacrifices have to be made at certain times. And now look at where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and like I said earlier, there's no coincidence, you know? Um, and then you started talking about Isaac Cappy and that's like one of the, I think, I don't want to say underrated, but that's like one of the most underrated storylines when we get to all of this. And it's really hard to find information. I tried to find the video he made where he calls out Seth Green oh, about yeah. the bookcase. Mm-hmm. And and he it, it all started really because we started seeing the Tom Hanks stuff heavy, right? And I was That's like, so That's yeah, tough. well, at first I was like, what the fuck? Like, what happened with Tom Hanks? Like, how did we get here? And that led me to Isaac Cappy. And then he's because I was like, eh, Tom Hanks is like the most lovable guy in Hollywood, you he's, know, and know. then he's fucking Woody, man. Come on. <laughs> and now so, the name makes so sense. Then we get, yeah, so then we get to <laughs> we get to Isaac Cappy and his claims. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Tom Hanks is dirty, you know, and it, it really makes you start to think about, like I said, you can, we can consume this stuff, but you have to know what you're consuming, right? Like keep it at an arm's distance and, right. and understand, you know, it, it, it was crazy for me to think even like people like Seth Green, like he's not a, I wouldn't call him an A-list celebrity, you know what I mean? But just to know that, there are so far more celebrities in general that are involved with this shit. It's really, it's kind of discouraging. Like it seems like it's a monster too big to fight sometimes. Cause well, you don't see, I, I don't think anybody's ever held accountable for any of this stuff. No. And going off that, like lovable celebrities, I think another good example of that is Jennifer Aniston. God. Yeah. Um, and the cast of friends when Anthony Bourdain tweeted, I heard that the cast of Friends chants Hail Satan before every taping. And then Jennifer Aniston came out and said she was part of this like goddess, witch circle cult thing. And then you've got them all like doing this, all these pictures and their virtue signaling, their symbols. And actually the, um, the alpha programming in Project Monarch is that type of stuff where mm. the alpha programming is when you see them doing like the owl stuff and the yeah. so whatever so let's, pyramid. Let's go through that, Amy, because you, you break down the four categories of the MK ultra program as far as the specific brainwaves and the yeah. identifiers to what part of the program they're involved with. So alpha is the agenda based beta is sex, sex or sexual programming. Um, yes. Delta is assassins and theta is psychic agenda. So, and, yes. and when you break that down, you go through um, alpha with being more symbolism. So that's everyone covering their eye or throwing up the three sixes or the triangle. Yeah. Um, and th- the sex programming was, I guess I could use the word interesting. Um, <laughs> Yeah. With the Tabasak Institute in there, and then they put spins on everything, and then you you give these yes. visual demonstrations of these. So you have these these sex kitten programming almost, and then you look yes. at all of these actors, actresses, 
musicians that all have they all posing as cats or with the monarch yeah. butterfly everyone has yes. like a fucking butterfly and i'm like yeah. everybody and butterfly tattoos yeah. or yeah. cat right. tattoos or cat right. perfume like so Katy perry if you guys remember when this song i kissed a girl came yeah. out it was like 2000 i kissed a girl and i like oh. it <laughs> yeah, that song i'm not kidding you i was living in a college town i was working my first job after college and so when i would go out i'd go to all these college bars and that song was like the song mm-hmm. and i'm telling you like when that song would come on i would see more girls making out and i'm like this is like programming yeah yep and and then like once the song went away, I never saw it again. But I mean, I could call my roommate from college and have a laugh about that because we. I remember like <laughs> thinking that was like crazy that like yeah. all these girls just were like it was like they just got like zapped. Like I'm just gonna make out with my friend. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime that song That's came wild. on, yeah. like, these college girls, and this was like 2008. But yeah, but, yeah, she cool. had it is, and she had her uh, Katy Perry purr. Mm-hmm. perfume yeah. and you got lady gaga wearing these like head to toe leopard <clears throat> outfits and she's like in a thong on a bed and you're like nobody yeah. poses like that nobody just does that yeah like all these pictures you can just find on the internet that, that's like, what was there's incredible. gotta be something that's what was amazing to me is like as you're talking about yeah. this it's one thing to listen to your documentary. Obviously it's, it's so much more to watch it because you give all these visual representations of these actors and singers and actresses with these pictures with butterflies. When Bruce Willis, do you remember when Bruce Willis did that fucking weird photo shoot where his eyelashes were butterfly (laughs) wings and everyone was like, what in the forehead was a butterfly? What in the fuck are you doing? There's no way you're throwing oh anyone off the Nakatomi building looking like that, brother. So I don't know. Come on, John. Put yourself together, McLean. Jesus Christ, McLean. But can I interject? Really yeah. Quick? Yes. I don't forget. Speaking of Bruce Willis, so he was obviously married to Demi Moore, mm-hmm. and in the documentary, um, I put a clip of Demi Moore kissing. She was like in her early 20s, and she's kissing this 14 year old boy on the yeah. lips for. a very significant yes. amount of time. Yes. So creepy yes. to watch. So enough, enough. It was creepy enough that I was very uncomfortable when I watched the video, and I realized, good, was, I'm, a no, I'm a normal person. because yeah. this makes Absolutely. me feel weird. Exactly. It was so bizarre. And then it pans over to this creepy blonde who just starts singing "Somewhere Over the yeah. Rainbow" on a piano. And her face and is like. Oh, I I'm like, <laughs> what in the fuck? But I that's know a, that's a callback to I kissed a girl, right? It, yes, as soon it's as like they hear these, it, they, and 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 yes. uh, you explained it perfectly, basically as a coping mechanism, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this, well, real quick, the the kid that she kissed. Do you guys remember E True Hollywood Story? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That kid grew up to be the voice of E True Hollywood Story. Do you remember? Really? That? I yes. did not know that. His name is Philip Tanzini. I just thought that was so random. I know the name. I know. That's wild. Yeah. So that he had like that crazy voice. Yeah. He was awesome at narrating. But so that was the kid. Yeah. (laughs) Not a good That's That's so bizarre. Because part of doing research for this, right, with MK Ultra, and then if, I mean, if any, if anybody out there has ever seen the movie Manchurian Candidate, that's not, that's a fucking documentary. Um, Yeah. And there's, so many well, there's connections a, there's a, with there's a newer movie called American Ultra 
right? Mm-hmm. And and it and it and it's basically it's an assassin that gets woken up, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and but but there's there's so many connections with particular songs and music mm-hmm. in activating these uh, whatever. Yeah people you want to whatever whatever category they're in if they're if they're betas or they're deltas or they're thetas um but one in particular is i so as you go through your your timeline is, is essentially it's a timeline it's written like a timeline um and you had brought up jim morrison so i didn't know that jim morrison's dad was who he was yeah. and then you had talked about um woodstock and I was like, because my understanding of Woodstock, it was like a true kind of revolution against the man, you know. And then you're like, actually, <laughs> Rockefeller yeah, that, that wrote the fucking check for that shit to happen. Yeah. And I was like, and Rockefeller was a big part of this Project Monarch. Too. So, so Jim Morrison's dad, right? Um, yeah. He was one of the leading, we'll just say officials, because there was more than one, for the Gulf yeah. of Tonkin incident that yeah. projected yes. the United States into Vietnam, which we know now the Gulf of Tonkin never happened. It was completely false. Total yeah. false flag. Yeah. And I was like... It, it was the first false flag, I think, on record. At- right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, confirmed false flag. I mean, you can go back to the the, yes. the sinking of the Lusitania... They're like, oh shit, we didn't know yeah. the Nazis or the Nazis, the Germans were gonna sink a ship full of Americans, and they're like, we're like bullshit. There was like, don't <laughs> fucking come here, and then we're like, no, don't worry about it. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The, the Gulf of Tongue is the first admitted false flag, and that's Jim Morrison's yeah. dad who was mm-hmm. the front runner for that operation. And then the whole Laurel Canyon crew is, is dirty. Yeah. Oh, they're all like, they all come from like military, high ranking military families. Yep. And it's, it sucks, man. Cause it's like, there's so many songs from that generation that I enjoy. Cause my, my parents are, um, my mom's 65 and my dad's going to be turning 60. My mom's almost 66. Jesus Christ. Um, but you know, they grew up in the sixties and seventies. So I listened to that music growing up as a kid. So like you have Jim Morrison, you had the mamas and the papas, which you brought up in your documentary. And then, yeah, that's a weird, that I'll let you talk about that. If if you'd like to bring that up because California, California. now I can't, now I'm like, (laughs) fuck this song, dude. Yeah, the Papa John thing was the trip. Papa John, well, that was his alter ego. And Mm -hmm. what's really crazy is um, uh, right when I was getting into my research with Project Monarch, like years ago, I saw, back when I still used to watch TV, I saw Mackenzie Phillips on some daytime talk show. And she was talking about her book, High on Arrival, where Mm -hmm. she describes uh, she had this 10-year incestuous relationship with her father, who was John Phillips. And she got addicted to heroin and alcohol because of him. She started her career with Disney. She went on to star in, I think it was all oh, that 70s show with Valerie Bertinelli, One Day at a one Time. Day, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One Day at a Time. Yeah, and she, her, her career just took off. And anyway, she woke up one day in a blackout and she was having sex with her dad. And she got pregnant, had an abortion, and then that's when she decided that she wasn't going to sleep with her dad anymore. Oh. 
But I'm like, that was the line. I'm just like, that was, the line. No. That, that was it. That was, <laughs> that was the line in the sand. So I'm just like, you know, this is like so whacked out. It's crazy. It's just not, but then, you know, she's on like, I don't know if it was Oprah or what it was, but they're just having this conversation about her ancestral relationship with her father as if it, they were talking about like going to a movie. I mean, it's just like not normal right. at all. And like, well, in, in bringing up boy. Oprah, so Oprah's school, yeah. Oprah's uh, school um, yeah. was being invested. It's, called, it's, it's not a school. It's more of like a factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. you understand when you get to the end of this story why. Yeah. Uh, it was being investigated for sex crimes, essentially. Um, yeah. And I so... I try to stay up on 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 all this information, but it, until I had watched your documentary, I didn't know that she had. I mean, she's always giving away free schools to everybody. You're getting a school. You're getting a school. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. know yeah. that she actually had this organization, and then it being investigated for sex crimes against, I don't say just just children in, in general. I think is yeah, it was a girls' school. It was an all yeah. Shocker! An all-girls school, yeah. And was she was John friends God. with John. Of God. It was John God the principal? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the John of God thing came up when when he was finally arrested. It, I forget how I popped it up, right? And I think you were still out here, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Did you see this shit? This guy, he just got busted." The investigative journalist that that broke the thing, she's dead. Um, and. Basically, they were getting into the the details were disgusting about he was running a baby farm. And after so many kids would pop out of one of the girls and kill him, farm another one out. And I'm like, damn, he was on Oprah's show. I don't know how many times he was hanging out with Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, all these celebrities. And people were touting him as a healer and this this this, you know, benevolent type of guy. And then you see his fucking his his headshot, his his mugshot, and you're like, yeah. "This is gross, yeah. dude." And and Brian's face was green when I told him he was running a baby farm. <laughs> he yeah. said, I never want to hear those two words. In the sentence no, again. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I've said it on the show before. We talked about it. I want to say in one of our last episodes when we were just kind of spitballing a little bit. But my wife and I are expecting our first child at the end of March. And oh, yeah, thanks. We're excited. We're really excited. Awesome. Um, mom and mom and baby, baby are, duckling. Baby duckling. <laughs> um, <laughs> mom and baby are doing great, and and we have had this conversation numerous times. And I'm dead set on everything that we've done for the show, and knowing the information that I know now, and watching your documentary that's ruined my fucking life. Uh, I, said, <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> no. nope. Just opened up the eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's. Yeah. I don't want to put my kid in any daycare. I don't. I'll work overtime, whatever I got to do. You stay home with the kid because apparently everyone wants to fuck kids nowadays. And yeah, it's not it's a trendy, joke. dude. It's, it's <laughs> trending on Twitter right now. It's trendy. And well, you have, you know, like there's, you have these small pockets of resistance because you have a celebrity post their two year old and a two piece at the beach. 
and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And people Chrissy, like, Chrissy Teigen's like, ooh, yummy, yeah. yummy. And I'm like, oh. yeah, yummy, yummy. What is right. that God. fucking Hashtag yummy. Yeah. Justin yeah. Bieber. And then she'll apologize by handing out pizza to people outside the <laughs> building. Yeah. Like that's a, that, that was a real thing. She, unreal. she was sorry for things she'd said and passed out pizza. And I'm like, this is, this can't get more obvious people. And they're like, pizza gates debunked. What the fuck? No, it's I not know. even close. It's debunked. And yeah. No facts. <laughs> the idea that um celebrity like when you see people that you know are programmed and then they have kids, like it makes my stomach turn because you know it's only a matter of time, right? You look at the Smiths, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, yeah. That's well, Jada Pinkett Smith was in that interview with her daughter who mm-hmm was really young at the time and she's talking about how her grandma taught her how to masturbate and like imagine her that. daughters and then again it's on some talk show where it's just like oh yeah like this this is just what my grandma taught and so you're just like whoa yeah. it's not like grandma, grandma didn't share a recipe <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, hey, yeah. she showed her how to, how, to, how to turn that batter you know what I mean Imagine yeah, like that. Empowering. Imagine yeah, that's that. like, you don't need a man like but in, empowering you, don't need a man, you got your hand like yeah. what and but empowering that's the word that they use right to make it seem okay this is empowering but then you see their son Jaden right and he's so he he's like one minute he's gay one minute he's fucking non-binary and then the he's next a ninja minute, you know, and then he's not a ninja well, he, <laughs> And you just in never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, like I remember in high school, there was this guy who used to wear kilts all the time. Right. Wasn't Scottish or anything. He was just like, dude, it's, it's easy. I just throw on a kilt. It, I call it a kilt, you know, and I don't have to worry about anybody asking me questions. And I'm, okay, dude, whatever you got to do. Right. But this guy, it's like, these kids are out of control. You, you told him, that they don't have to worry about going to school. And I mean, these guys are making enough money to have their kids in private school, right? So they don't have to worry about the public school system ruining their kids. But they're like, yeah, we think schools are like prisons. Okay, then don't go. And then they're like, well, I'm going on a world tour. All right, see you when I see you. And there's no, it seems like, parental supervision at all, right? Well, they think they probably just broke them down so much and so early on that they know what they're going to be doing and they have control on of them in a way. Cause if you've, you've fucked with them for so much, for so long when they're young, I mean, that's the confusion that, that, that kid's going through. Yeah. Am I gay? Yeah. Am, I, am I not gay? Am I dressing like a little girl? Or am I dressing like a little boy? And, you know, I think that that's the programming that they've installed in them by the ancestral relationships that they have. And you should, you talked about it a couple of different times, you know, with like Demi Moore and her kids and taking baths together and, and doing all this stuff, you know, yeah, the baths. Yeah. And they're you know. still doing it now. And they're 20s. Yeah. That's, crazy. that's the crazy thing now is like, you guys remember that scene from, um, what was that movie? We're the Millers. Yeah. Okay. So the, oh. the one scene where he goes, he gives that little girl money because they're trying to like pose as his family, right? And he's like, stay the fuck out of Hot yeah. Topic, right? To not appear to dress a certain way. I'm going to have to tell my son, like, stay the fuck off the internet and just, you know, go. Yeah. Right? Because. Oh, I know. <laughs> With the stuff it's, that it's you gross. can get into now and the normalization of, of this, these topics that we're getting into tonight is truly scary. I mean, Chris, 
how many instances have you had that you've shared with us that these teachers are telling your kids these things at school and you're like, what in the fuck is going on? Like this is this is not your job. I'm having a meeting with uh, a principal, my wife, my uh, the teacher of one, and then my mother-in-law who was sitting in and listening to my son on the Zoom call um, about some topics that we didn't feel was appropriate. And, you know, very one-sided information that was being pushed onto a group of kids Propaganda. that are not at the age where they're would How go. Is, how old are they? Uh, mine, my kids are, my youngest is six, um, 11, 13, and 15. And it's our wow. 11-year-old who stood up in his class and said, you are giving us bad information and I disagree with you. And I came home and I had a super long conversation with my son. And I said, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you because you are a critical thinker and you raise your hand and you push back because the information that you know is to be true, they weren't providing that. And you spoke up and you backed it up. And I said, that's what the most important thing is. You gave your opinion, but you backed it up with facts and you talked about it rationally. We're not talking about feelings or anything else. You And you put out the facts. I was so proud of them. And that's we're going awesome. to have a conversation with the, the principal who called my wife recently and apologized for the topic that was brought up. And is he, um, is he subscribed to the show? Is your son? <laughs> what, what episode is he on? I, he doesn't listen to our show. Uh, unfortunately, my potty mouth prevents him from listening to the show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but he, he's been around Uncle Brian and he's um, around Boya quite a bit. And, and I believe that I keep telling my kids, I'm going to raise critical thinkers. I don't want sheep. I want, I want my, my sons and my daughter to be able to have a voice and use rational thinking, critical thinking, go out there and talk your, your butt off, whatever you want, but back it up and don't be, you know, if you're going to put out something, make sure you're putting out, you know, something that has facts behind it. And, And that's what I told him. I said, this is what your teacher's saying. And this, this is what's true about it. I said, but there's always another side of the coin. When you flip it over and you look at it, Logically, now that you see the information I gave you and the information your teacher gave you, which one do you believe? Where do you fall? And that's what he did. He, he raised his hand and pushed back, which was amazing. Yeah. Especially, awesome. especially at 11 years old, I, that's, that doesn't happen. That's and that's the biggest problem that I had with that whole situation is 11 year olds don't. They listen and they're soaking it in. Yeah. And it's well, hard. Because we're told at that age, teachers of authority figure, right? You need to do what they tell you to do. To a certain extent, absolutely. Yeah. Right. But when when they're feeding you propaganda, it's important for them to say, "Hold on a second, this isn't this isn't right. I don't feel good about it." You know yeah. what I mean? Um, my son almost started a riot at the zoo <laughs> <laughs> because they asked him. He's six, also. They asked him to put a mask on, and I said, "Bud, as soon as as soon as we get inside, because he he's got asthma, right?" And and the other two kids, uh, my my. Oldest son is six. My daughter is going to be four in December and my youngest son just turned two. So I don't have them put on a mask anywhere we go. I tell them I wear one so we can get in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to the zoo and they're like, uh, oh, he needs a mask on. And I said, well, I don't expect him to keep it on. And they were like, well, just, you know, put it on. And while we're in line, he goes, don't these people know that it's nothing more than a flu? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, we're not going to do that here. <laughs> we, we're, we're getting to the lions and that's it. Hey, so, tone it down just for yeah, like 20 so, minutes. You know, let's get past the security, okay? And then and we, we'll take it off. And yeah. Back to school night, right? We have a Zoom virtual back to school night. And 
I'm telling the teacher because parents are asking like, okay, well, what's the mask policy when they do go back to school? And they're explaining, well, this, this, and this, right? They're supposed to wear masks. And I said, the kid is six years old. You're expecting these six-year-olds to wear masks the whole time they're at school. That's not going to happen. My daughter's not going to wear masks at school. She's six years old. She has asthma. She has a medical condition. She has low pulse ox all the time uh, in general. She's not wearing a goddamn mask. I, 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 don't, I don't care, you know, and I'll, I'm going to push back as much as I can and I'm, I'm going to take it to the, the highest level I can, you know, and keep pushing back. The Supreme Court. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, go for it. it. Go for they it. Do it. God. But yeah, I'll be there with you. Yeah, it's just it's, and you know so so I hate the mask. Yeah, and you know, and I told my son, I said, "Bud, listen, you if you don't want to wear the mask, that's fine." I said, "But the one thing I'm going to tell you to do is if somebody decides to show up and say, "Hey, guys, we're all going to head here. This lady's going to give you guys a shot." <laughs> I told him, I said, you yell, you scream, you do whatever. You do not let them give you anything. And you tell them, I want to speak to my mom and dad. If they don't want to call us, you tell them to call the police. If they don't want to call the police, you run. And we live very close to his school. And I said, I'm going to come get you. You're not going to do anything wrong. Yeah. So, you know, it's sad that we have to have these conversations. I was just going to say that. That's so crazy. Well, because one of the things that, when all this started, right. One of the things that um, kind of popped into me and my wife's head was someone eventually is going to get sick at school, right. Air quotes, get sick. They're going to say they have a positive case. Well, they're going to shut that school down. And if they decide to shut that school down and hold these kids until they could administer this vaccine or whatever, we're going to have a problem. Do you think it's going to be mandatory before they go back to school that I they would take this so. vaccine? I would because so. I know how they force in California where we're at, they force all kinds of vaccines yeah. on the kids, you know, and we've gone along yeah. with it. We've gone along with it. Me and my wife, we push back here and there, but you know, we've done the, the basic ones so that they can stay in public school, but we were mm-hmm. so upset about this whole thing in general with my son recently. We're like, I told my wife, I said, we might just have to pull him out. We yeah. might just, you know, and we'll find a way to get them into a, a private school or, or, charter or, or, or a charter or whatever. But, right. you know, it, it's coming to that the, point where well, they're the, forcing us and they're forcing people's hands, yeah. you know, so, to make huge decisions. Well, what we're starting to see is back to Monarch and Ultra yeah. is that it's seeping into just, you know, normal people. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like it's a lot easier to program people than it is to wake them up. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. You're, you see these kids that, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? It used to be, you know, when I was in high school, it used to be, I want to be a reality TV star, right? And now it's, I want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. And, and we know from out of the shadows that these influencers are all bought and paid for. They're, they're CIA ops, you know? Just like in the, Chris, that, that show on Netflix that you had mentioned, and I binge watched it after I watched the first episode. <laughs> Evil. Yeah. Evil is yeah. fantastic. And there's that episode, spoiler alert, where there's an influencer who goes to see her psychiatrist who actually happens to be um, a demon. And he goes like, how many followers oh. did you have? Before you came and talked to me, she's like 2,000. And she's like, how many do you have now? She's like 3 million. And I'm like, they're literally telling you that these people are literally selling their souls for fame in exchange for, you know, followers. 
I, I have a question about the the. It seems like they're they're putting it right out in front of us. If and if you are you know looking at things logically and rationally, you're like, oh man, that could really happen, or oh that this is true, that could be true. Do do they put it out there or for just to make it like? known so they're like hey this is our plan we're telling you guys this is your chance to oh, pay attention i, I mean i i 100 think that they have to tell us and show us yeah. like their hand this is our hand hey look this is what i'm playing with you guys are aware now and you guys are still falling for it because you guys are dumbasses you know that's the way i feel like it but being awake you look at it you're like ah oh, these fuckers you know nice, I'm, try. I'm, nice try satan mm-hmm. yeah it's so easy to see once you're awake to it yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, part of- i mean predictive programming is mm-hmm. like to me it's just like i anything i see i'm just like oh my god i see that i see that it's yeah. just like it's everywhere yeah. yeah and some people it just goes like right over their head yep. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what they wanted to do is to go over their head because if it goes over yeah. your head, then it's in the back of your subconscious, and then you know yes. that's how it starts to. It's normal. This is normal. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. normal. This is normal. It's okay to feel this way. It's okay for this to happen. This yeah. is normal, and then that's where the sheep they follow, follow, follow. You know, mm-hmm. it takes. Well, I've always I've always called it vampire shit, right? Like the vampire has to ask to come into the house. They need permission to right. do it. And and so by them saying, you know, this is this is what's happening, even if it's in a show, right, where the demon is in control of how many followers they have, people are like, ha, ha, that's kind of funny. Anyways, back to my followers, it's kind of like they've accepted the fact that this is a possibility. Now the door's open, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to, for you to talk about the kind of the relationship between a lot of the like the demonic stuff that we see in Hollywood, especially like the rituals and things like that when it when it comes to Project Monarch. OK, so Project Monarch is heavily tied in with Satanism. And I have kind of a problem with Satanism because, again, I almost feel like it's more used as a tool. Mm-hmm. Than, than maybe even real. It's used to traumatize like the satanic imagery. I'm not saying Satanism isn't real, but I think I think these people behind these psychological operations know so well how to like just pierce into our soul and our minds and our hearts. And it's through this horrible imagery. Mm-hmm. It's like what you see in horror movies, um, which I, I hate horror movies. I can't watch them. It's just too much. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just think that they use these things to just traumatize everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Anton LaVey was a huge public agent for Satanism and he was definitely in the program himself. Mm -hmm. Um, He was working with Michael Aquino, who was a high ranking military officer and part of Anton LaVey's church. You see that guy's eyebrows? Um, His eyebrows are like shaped into horns. I'm like, how is nobody in the military goes, you can't have those. I know. Right? You could be walking yeah. down the street and see that guy and be like, he worships Satan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's the what's the temperature down there? Am I right, buddy? <laughs> um Yeah, my my mustache is gonna be that way in a couple weeks, but that's no, just, let's not do that. That's different. Not that. It's not gonna be my eyebrows. Yeah. Either way, let's just stay away from that. <laughs> um He's, um oh, No, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna say continue. No, I was um okay, so going back to the demonic stuff. Um these monarch slaves are repeatedly told that God is cruel. God is judgmental. There are red Bible verses that tell of God's wrath and anger. Um, by the fi- age of five, they're given hypnotic drugs. Um, 
And then through these rituals with drugs, these demons are ritually placed inside the child. Uh, by the age of 12, they are told their genealogical history. And this is when they're introduced to their demons, who they call spirit guides. And this Jesus. is part of the whole like new age movement we're talking about. Like, oh, your spirit guide, mm -hmm. your spirit guide is with you. But according to these books I've read, these are actually just demonic possessions. Yeah. Um, and then they're subjected to these trances through hypnotism. And these are also part of the rituals. And then you have like go another level, like the mother of darkness rituals where there's child sacrifice. And this is what Arizona Wilder talked about in that interview with David Icke. That was at the very end of my mm -hmm. video where she's talking about, you know, using menstrual blood and it goes into these spirit, spirit cooking. cooking practices. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry, but it's like, this is what, this is like, this is what these people are doing. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I can't say if Arizona Wilder is legit or not. It's just, I was blown away watching her speak about this. And right. she goes into um, how powerful spirits can be manipulated through blood sacrifices, how all the chakra points and orifices on the human body serve as portals. And that if you have any sort of burning sensation in your body, it means that you could have a high influx of demonic energy. Jeez. Oh, I just thought which is super. Creepy. I just thought it was from jujitsu. Shit! Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought it was Matt. Burke. Yeah, right. Um, Amy, one other thing that you had brought up in the documentary. I mean, there's so many things that you go over. Yeah, I, I'm gonna brush over this first little bit, and then I want you to kind of break down a movie that you had mentioned. So mm -hmm. we had talked earlier about the Clintons and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Okay, so Bryce Taylor, if if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Bryce Taylor that okay. wrote the autobiography, if you will, mm -hmm. called um Transformation Transformation of America, right? Trans is T R A N C E, not trans. Yes, um, trans, yeah. Where she had now this is not your quote, this is not our quote, this is her quote in her book. She's it's actually Kathy O'Brien. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Kathy O'Brien. Okay. Yeah. She wrote um, in her book that she had her hoo-ha. That's what I call it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I call my it. Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, okay. trying to, we're trying to be, you know, we're, this is a PG show. Totally. Um, <laughs> carved, carved up to appear as like an evil looking face. She said the yeah. first time that she had met Hillary Clinton, she had showed her her hoo-ha or was forced to show her her hoo-ha. I hate this part. I hate it too. I'm just, I'm brushing over <laughs> yeah. it, guys. Oh, you're um, good, you're good. In which her response in the book was that Hillary Clinton was so aroused that she said, and hopefully I get the quote right, I don't even want to say it, oh my God. If you're um, close, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know Hillary, there's oh God in it. Hillary Clinton said, oh God, oh God. She said, Eat me now, eat me now. Yes. Yeah. Because these psychopaths get turned on by genital mutilation. <sighs> All right. Back well, well, you can. Well, that, that takes us to Chris, uh, Chris Rainier, right? The Nexum cult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when they talk about branding their, their genital areas, um, mm -hmm. that. In itself, right? So Alex Mack, the the female who was kind of in charge of recruiting, I guess you could say. Um, I remember watching Smallville, right? And she looks so innocent. 
You would yeah. never expect any of this of it. And that's basically how they were picking people up. And I, and I think it's, uh, you know, kind of, kind of a similar fashion, like nowadays, right. When celebrities are, are, you know, Oh, come, come over here. Let me show you this and that. Right. And, and, uh, like there was, there was, was it one of Beyonce's backup singers or something like that, that her drummer, that's what it was. Yeah. Her drummer and basically said she practices like voodoo and cursed her and all this other, and, and of course it's easy, right. For, for you to be like, no, that lady's nuts. And, but I, I know for a fact, right. Cause I was kind of like soft research on like, celebrities that do voodoo santeria things like that and she was one of them believe it or not i think denzel washington practices santeria um a lot of people and and j-lo yeah and as long as they're feeding these demons all of her demons are in her yeah but but (laughs) but you look at those celebrities right like they look like they never age and and Part of it is probably because they're just pounding adrenochrome left and right. But at the same time, you know that whatever rituals they're doing are attributing to their youth. Cause there's, there's certain, there's certain demons or certain, um, you know, I get, we'll just call them demons. There's certain demons that will cater to certain areas of your life. So you have the success ones. You have. I'm not accepting Denzel ones. Washington as a bad guy. He's he's my man. Well, now hold on, because there's but there's but there's different there's different levels. Because um, I think it was on Sam's show they had a they had a guy who who practices Santeria, and he was like, no, there's good Santeria, and then there's bad Santeria, and he said that if you go to a, I forget what the Santeria priest's name is um but if you go to them and you ask them to do harm to somebody if they're straight up and down they'll say no absolutely not because that comes back to me tenfold mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pay for that so maybe denzel washington practices a different type i don't know i'm just saying he does practice it but it's pretty clear to see the ones that um are using it nefariously yeah, yeah. especially well, beyonce <laughs> Going off that, um, Britney Spears' mom, Lynn Spears, wrote a book called Through the Storm. And she casually mentioned that Britney used to sacrifice chickens in the backyard in Louisiana <laughs> before she became famous, which is just totally normal. And then you have Azalea Banks, who's posting Instagram stories wearing like these crazy goggles and she's like got an axe and she's sacrificing chickens in some room <laughs> like blood splattered on the walls and you're just like oh let's see what she's up to and you're just like yeah like <laughs> it's crazy That's, yeah, yeah, we know why crazy. Y- your name is amy what the f yeah right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but you know is it uh, like these celebrities they don't come off as people who are farming their own food you know what i mean <laughs> and, and the settings that you see them in it's like nah, when you are farming like when you're slaughtering a chicken to give you sustenance you're not in a room with weird paintings and symbols and shit around and candles burning, you know? Well, that's the thing too, is like when she put that in her book, uh, how is there no backlash? Brittany, where's Brittany? 
Oh, there you are. <laughs> okay, just don't cut yourself, okay, sweetie? She's just in the back doing her thing. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I know. My kid was out back chopping up a yeah. chicken at the ripe age of 11. I'd be like... <laughs> We got a problem. Uh, listen here, Damien. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we got a we need a young priest and an old priest. Hey, man. Parenting, yeah. Hey, parenting styles that's <laughs> different from family to family. Okay, we don't. We're not judgmental on this show. Okay, I'm different. A different dad than boy. A, when you same. find a voodoo doll stuffed with chicken feathers, we're gonna have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, one thing that I wanted you to break down as we're kind of getting towards the end of the show here is you had mentioned in the documentary a movie called The Butterfly Effect. And I remember yeah. when I had when I had first watched the movie, I didn't finish it because when it came out, I was a freshman. I think it was like 2014 or 15. So the freshman in high school was a little small guy. Um, or not 2004. I was a freshman in 2005 going into my freshman year. Now... I remember my brother was in the is in the he was in the navy and he was stationed in Fort Worth and I stayed the summer out there with him and they were watching it and I was kind of a sheltered kid when I was growing up and he's like yeah he's like you watch whatever I don't care so we're watching it and it got to the scene and there's some scenes and I was like can I go play video games and the other he's like yeah it's cool dude and so I didn't really <laughs> actually watch the full movie until I was much older and understanding now what that movie was about, but, but break down how that movie is connected to MK Ultra and the Monarch Butterfly. Okay, this is, I get so creeped out because I too, when I first saw that movie, I just couldn't really put it together. But now, um, and I still haven't watched it because it's just, it's like, it's, hard yeah, to it's watch. not a it's movie that you're like, hey, sweetie, you uh, sit down and have some dinner. What do you, Butterfly Effect? Or what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a uplifting. Yeah, it's horrible. It's it's not uplifting in any way. It's like you just watch it. You're just like, oh, you're horrible. Right. Now. But, yeah. So basically, um, the cast, it stars Ashton Kutcher mm -hmm. and Amy Smart. And the cast plays a group of young adults who were psychologically traumatized as children. They were co coerced into taking part in child pornography together. So you could call that like trauma bonding. So mm -hmm. Ashton Kutcher and Amy Smart were forced to like engage in sexual relations when they were super young. And uh -huh. it was, I think it was the girl's dad who like, yeah. Found it. And oddly enough, they made them dress up like Peter Pan characters. Yes. And Peter Pan programming is a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. Part of it. Project Monarch. Um, you could argue Michael Jackson went through that mm -hmm. and Paris Hilton. Um, with all the themes related to like their art and like Paris Hilton had her dog who was Tinkerbell and she yeah. was dressed up as Tinkerbell, um, things like that. But, but the, the main character, Ashton Kutcher, um, had blackouts and suffered from amnesia, which is a big sign of beta programming. Uh, beta programming is, is the ultimate sex slave program. Mm -hmm. And that's when these cat altars come out. And what's, I was going to tie this into the red shoes really quick because uh. Um, a lot of these sex slaves that go through this beta programming, um, the abusers of this programming are known to wear red shoes. And the trigger phrase is purr for me kitten. And it activates the beta slave altar. And I want to tie in another article that I read by Whitney Webb. Oh, she's fantastic, and by the way. She, and this just blew my mind because she just wrote this article. She actually, the article came out after I finished the 
the documentary and I had to go back and add it. But um, in one of her articles, she's talking about the Maxwell sisters, like Ghislaine and uh, Isabel, I think. But what blew me away is she had mentioned how Isabel Maxwell uh, was talking to Bill Kate or Bill Gates like a cat, like she was purring for him. And that just like, I was like, whoa. And I don't know anybody else that read that article that made them think about that, but I was just so deep into this research. That's insane. That for one, she wrote that. And Mm -hmm. the fact that the Maxwell family is so, so deep into all of this made me think of, made me think of the first, um, Candy Jones, the girl we were talking about, the first uh, Project Monarch sex slave, how mm-hmm. she was used for espionage and blackmail. And that's kind of what Ghislaine's role yep. is. Yep. So you can just tie it all together. It's crazy. Yeah. It's never ending and it's deep. It it's, just goes everywhere. Yeah. You know, well, especially with the Maxwells, you look, her father, you know, died, committed suicide, but he was an intelligence operative. Um, so uh, clearly his daughters were programmed. You know what I mean? I don't know if he was a sacrifice for, for Elaine or what, but mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, Monarch is such a spider web into everything else. It's like the master control for all conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. Mind controls everywhere. I yeah. think Cisco Wheeler said, she said the whole world is programmed mm-hmm. and until people realize that it's in your schools, your churches, I mean, it's every institution. It's, it's your television, it's your music. It's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And the only way to I me mean, just have to know what you're looking at. Exactly. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up to you, Amy, before we get some of your last take and, and boy, mm-hmm. Chris, if you have any other questions and this one truly broke my heart because I was like, not him. When you had mentioned Bob Hope um, in the oh, documentary, and I was like, not Bob. I was like, is it Lou Costello, Bud Abbott? Who's next? You know what I mean? Gary, right. Gary Lewis, was no. he filling kids and trying to save them? Um, but the, the connection that you had made with Bob Hope in the earlier part of the documentary, when you had kind of went through this timeline, is the way you presented. But then you had mentioned um, Eyes Wide Shut with Kubrick, um, which... I don't. If you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie, and then you're like, "Oh, I don't even need to listen to the episode now because it's the movie." Yeah. There's that side profile of the individual that goes up to Tom Cruise, and you're like, "It's Bob Hope." And and and, and when I pause the documentary and look at it, because you, it's a still photo that you show, and you circle the face, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck, that's Bob Hope." Yeah, and, that and, was wild. And and Kubrick was was. On spot with everything he did. It wouldn't like what we had said in the episode, nothing happens by accident. Kubrick, that's the way that he did his movies is nothing is in there mm-hmm. by accident, you know? Um, yeah. Especially when you watch um, some of his other, his other movies like the shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, the, obviously we got the, the live fake moon landing in the, the, in the, in the <laughs> yeah, there. that's another rabbit hole. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, before you know, I let you go with with the questions that I have. Um, when you talked about the the White Rabbit, right, um, and some of the musical artists like Mom and the Papas, Jim Morrison, um, 
in your research, have you found anything interesting with any kind of connection between Jefferson Airplane and the song they did, White Rabbit, which is essentially Alice in Wonderland? And it's, I'm like, man, I don't, I have like a list of people that I would smoke DMT with. Like that would be the song that I would would do that to. But now, watching the documentary, knowing what we know now, and then listening to that song again, I'm like, was that another group that was infiltrated by this programming? And maybe at times we, we see these break these breaks that they're. And you had bro- broken down in the in the um, documentary that when these children are groomed that they're they're told that they're they're sat in a circle or they're sat on the ground and there a circle is put around them and if they complain if they whine if they get out of the circle they're tortured or beaten or what have you to get the, their mind in this certain way of programming um with these groups out there do you think that these instances of songs that come out like Jim Morrison one of the last songs that he did we talked about uh having sex with his mom and then committing suicide are these Glimpses? Do you think these are glimpses of their mind before the programming, trying to get out, and they're they're subconsciously putting it in their lyrics to give hints, give clues to? Oh, that's a good question. You know, that's such a great question. Oh, gosh, I honestly I cannot say. I just there are so many examples of artists who put stuff out. I mean, even like Britney Spears um, with her Mona Lisa album, it never got released, but Mm -hmm. in one of her songs, she sings, um, well, the lyrics change, but before the lyrics change, she's saying, I'm a clone. I'm a clone. I'm a clone. Mm -hmm. And then now it says, I've been gone. I've been gone. I've been gone. So, I mean, to me, and that's like part of my clone stuff, but I just thought that was very bizarre. And so I think like anytime you have an artist who, it is putting like hints and clues or like doing the imagery. It's like, I almost want to say like, I feel like they are like told what to do. I think that these people are so controlled. They're told what to sing about. They're told what to wear. They're told how to act. They're told like the imagery on their albums. Like I almost don't think that if you reach a certain level, you have any sort of creative control. Right. And so I think going back to Jefferson airplane, they were in that time when, you know, all, all that was going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were part of it, especially because they named the song White mm-hmm. And that's such a huge mind control tool. You see it everywhere. Yeah. And Alice in Wonderland, I think it was the actress, Kristen Stewart, who was in American Ultra. Yeah. Grew up in a house that was designed based off of Alice in Wonderland. It's like, that's yeah. again, just a very bizarre upbringing. Like, well, I, I could I could tell she's a monarch product just because she has zero talent and she's famous. Yeah, so many of them, so many of them. Yeah, You're just like why them? Why them? My wife's a huge Twilight fan, and I said these are the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I have not seen them. I won't ever and, see and, them. And I, and, and I told her I said it's because Kristen Stewart is a terrible. I said I have no idea how she's famous. I honestly, I mean. It, and like there's people where you're like, what the fuck do you even do? How are you famous? What do you like? You have zero talent for whatever, you know, arena you're in. 
and it makes sense. But the, but then you see these people start to crack. She went off a deep end. She was a lesbian. Then she was sleeping with producers and <laughs> she's wrecked, right? Yeah. Chopped her hair off. Like, so it's pretty clear to see, you know, yeah. and, but you can also spot the breaks in the programming. And, and, and I think big country nailed it when he said like, you have times like in the music uh, where they say certain things, or even when they're out in public and, you know, and paparazzi gets a hold of them. Sometimes there's just things that they say and you're like, man, I think that guy needs help, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, it goes back to the, the, the state of the multiple personalities and the being, you know, in a break and not really knowing who you are. Yeah. And I think every once in a while, yeah. every once in a while, your yourself comes out and yourself doesn't know how to act anymore because you haven't been yourself in so long. Right. And that's when they're going to make yes. the, the funky statement yeah. well, where they have a moment of lucidity and well, they're here's... like, we're going to tell the whole world right now. I got it. I'm going to put it down in words and here it is. I'm going to blow it out to everybody and get that music out there. And, and then it, you shut back down. But two, two of the oh, best really? instances, one obviously bigger than the other, but I'll start with, you know, like Justin Bieber, all of a sudden he's ultra, you know, Christian, very about the Bible. And, and now it's like, nobody wants anything to do with him. Right. Kanye West, same thing. He starts doing his Sunday services. He starts professing that he is now consumed by Jesus Christ and, and he's fighting for God. And now the entire industry is like, he's crazy. You know what I mean? And they're just pushing them to the outside and I think the safest thing for these celebrities to do that have just been consumed by darkness is to run to religion and try and find themselves. Um, and when I say safest, I don't mean like, cause obviously Kanye West is chaotic, right? I'm not sure if you heard his interview on Joe Rogan, but he doesn't like, it sounds like there's five people in his head talking at the same time. Right. Right. And, and, uh, and all of it is, is lucid, right? It makes sense when you separate them, but it's clear that he is completely shattered. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think the safest place for him to be is, is with God. If that makes any sense. I was yeah. just going to say too, I think that there's, I think a lot of that is, um, I don't want to say, I'll say fear-based, but I, I, let me break that down is that I think these, these, people that truly have sold their soul to Satan are now scared because uh, uh, they know how it ends. Right. And and, and it's so interesting because our our guest on our show next week is Nathaniel Gillis, who's actually um, a demonologist who's going to be on the show. And I don't know what would happen if you actually make a blood contract with your, with Satan for your soul, if you can get out of that. I, I, it's such an interesting so. topic and, I, and yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. And, and, and I think, um, you know, we had mentioned, and you showed in your documentary, the, the portion of Kanye, he's, I made a deal with the devil. At least I got some toys on like a happy meal or whatever he said. And now he's like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. It's probably cause you're scared, bud. And, sure. and, and you, you've done something that's, that's no longer reversible. And, um, Part of me, as you, as you watch the documentary, part of me, I, I felt really sad for the kids that are born into this. And mm-hmm. then they're put in the spotlight and they go through all this, this, this trauma bonding that you had broken down in the, in the documentary. And they do all these crazy things like when 
when Brittany, remember when she shaved her head and blah, blah, blah. and then they did that. Um, <clears throat> what was that spoof movie that they made where they were making fun of her when she was like shaving her head? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That happened because not because she's just a whack job in Hollywood. No, like it was systematically she was built this way, and she finally yeah. snapped. And, and it yeah. was, I think, what she was. 26 or something like that when that happened, yeah. like right before 26. the 27 Club. And I think it's yeah. uh, one of the um, earlier portions of the documentary talks about they have it up until you're about 30 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Until it, you know, it it no longer, I don't want to say it no longer works, but it's it, they almost break out of it. And, and you have, you know, the, the 27 Club, which is a whole other episode, a whole other rabbit hole of they didn't make it to the time when it no longer worked for them. Um, and, I, and, I, and I just felt so bad for some of them. Cause it's like they get put out there and then they do these things. And then the, you know, the media, Jesus, they just shit yeah. all over these people, you know? Yeah. It's, it's cause it's yeah. easy. It's easy to just sweep under the rug and call someone crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I am um, really quick. There's uh, I made a weird connection with Brittany and JFK um, Brittany, do you guys remember when she was in Vegas? I can't remember. It might've been like 2003 or four, but she eloped and married that random guy yeah. from her high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think his name was Jason Alexander. Uh, well, the marriage was annulled within less than like 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, if you know this or not, before he married Jackie, he eloped with this woman named Doreen Malcolm. And in a weird way, I thought, she the shooter? wow, that's interesting. Was what? she the shooter? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weird would that be, so right? She, she married that? fucking um, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> they eloped and then they. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just thought it was weird how Brittany, you know, had this crazy marriage and then it got annulled. And then JFK had this crazy marriage and. And then that got annulled by the Vatican of all places. Like why was the Vatican? Yeah. The Vatican annulled his marriage. Nobody ever knew about it. Um, She ended up writing this book, which never saw the light of day. You can get a copy of it now online for God knows how much money. Um, I found a, I found a PDF of it and I read it, but she talks about how John F. Kennedy's dad was a pedophile and that they all went through this trauma based mind control and that, JFK was just, just wanted to break out. Like those are her words. He just wanted out. And it made me think of Brittany mm-hmm. marrying that random guy. Like it was almost kind of like they just both wanted out right. of this whole mm-hmm. system. And then the powers that be and their handlers were like, no, you are in this. Wow. You can't marry this person. So <laughs> that was just a very bizarre connection that I made with well, JFK. That, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense though, <sighs> especially with JFK because JFK talked exclusively about dark forces trying to take everything down. Right. And uh, then he lost his head for it. So. Oh yeah. Um, he tried to do everything. He, yeah. I mean, it was almost too much. He was it, exactly. Like, wow. Oh man. It's a, it, it's wild. It's wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amy, anything else you want to, want to touch bases on before we give you a chance to give out your social media and we say buddy after the show. Oh my gosh. I think. I think we covered it all. I think. Yeah, we were at it. This was an awesome conversation, though. I just, I mean, man, I just, 
I don't want anybody to be worried right now. I feel like we've got, like I was saying earlier, there's like PSYOP after PSYOP going on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we're trying to tell my buddy Chris over here. I'm a Debbie Downer right now. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been uh, struggling. Oh, so it's yeah, hard. It's, it, it is extremely hard, right? But I have faith that, you know, good wins, God wins, and everything's, you know, there's no coincidences. So yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to let it ride, see what happens. Yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> I just know that I'm pulling my people in, the ones that are close to me know who you are, and I'm here for you. And I'm, I'm going to take care of mine, and I'm going to take care of my friends. And, you know, together, why we working and getting these conversations out there so people can hear them, we can make a difference. And if it starts small, it can grow and they get, get momentum. And I just, I'm worried, I'm worried, but I'm not, uh, it's not going to stop me from, from seeking the truth and, and still talking about it and trying to get it out there. Even if the sobs are overwhelming at this point. Oh yeah. It's over. Yeah. Right now. I know they're just hitting us at every angle. Like, Everything. Yeah, and 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 part of it too is with so much going on in the world right now. Um, you know, when I was on Twitter earlier today, actually, uh, I think it was like CBS or NBC, something like that. It was uh, Joe Biden's plan for his first hundred days in office, and I was like, "You mean his first hundred days in office? His plans are to probably sniff a kid and then <laughs> be really confused when they tell him that he's actually not the president." Yeah, and I posted yeah. and I posted yeah. that, and then like, I don't know how many people liked. It. There was quite a few people that liked it, but then other people were like, "Obviously, you don't know that he's been called the president. It's over." And I was like, "Listen, That's not how it works? We got into it with some British. It's not guy. how it works. Oh, yeah. we, we we did this is total manipulation. We did exactly. get into it with the, this this dude from Britain." And first of all, we did say, listen, dude, we're open to have a conversation with anybody. You should probably get off your business profile while you're doing this because amazingly enough, there's so much worldwide support for Donald Trump. Canada was like rioting the night of the election because they were like, we literally need you to win. Um, But he was just talking all the shit about you know, Donald Trump and all that. And, and boy, like your closing remark was fucking fantastic. Oh, about his, cause he, he's like, Oh, you don't want me to get on my personal account. And I, and I was like, that sounds scary. It's probably nothing but pictures of Prince Charles fisting kids. <laughs> and then there was nothing after that. Yeah. Well, uh, what was no, it? It, it was, I think you, I think after that too, you said, Oh no, the British are coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause he, tag, he tagged a friend of his, but I'm like, dude, you're like, because the caption in the picture that was posted was, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, you have to see the situation for what it's for and understand that it's completely gross and that our whole democratic system is about to come crashing down. Mm. So we've got to hold somebody accountable. And he was like, you're just mad because Donald Trump lost. And I'm like, I'm mad that this is actually taking place in America. That's yeah. what I'm. That's so that, what I'm I guess mad that's about. the. I guess that's the the veil of the illusion to me that has been lifted off my eyes is that the corruption that is taking place can go so deep that we can basically just fool the whole country and say, "Hey, this is this is it. It's done. Well, it's part of the programming. Yeah, it's part of the programming. The news says that Joe is the winner." So now everybody that trusts the news thinks that Joe's the winner. And that's not how exactly. we went through this it's with half Gore. The, half the country. We went through this with Gore yeah. and Bush. Gore was president for what was like, it? 36, 36 days, days like 37 days. 
And then they were like, nah, guess what we found? Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it's like, let's, let, let's let it play out. Yeah. And, and interesting enough, Joe Biden wins air quotes and all of these buildings that have been boarded up haven't been touched. Why? Cause their guy won. You know what yeah. I mean? They're yeah. worried about Trump supporters coming out and smashing, but that's not yeah, how it works. We have to go to work. Not gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 70 million of us are not going to go and no, burn down that's buildings. Because we have that's jobs not the way we operate. Because we have jobs and families to take care yeah. of. Exactly. I, this is my prediction. I think. Yeah. Break it down. What's break it happen. down. Amy. Break it down. This is, this is what I think is going to happen. And I could be totally wrong, but I think what's happening right now is they well, I don't know if you guys saw Biden and Harris talk the other night. It was I couldn't so make it ridiculous. through it. I couldn't oh, make it through it. The fireworks and Coldplay. I was just like, how funny would it have been? If, it was horrible. How funny would it have been if they were like somewhere over the rainbow? <laughs> that would have been amazing. We're so fucked. We'd have been like, we're on you, fucks. Oh my like, god, I would have like. Oh. <laughs> No, I just think they're they're building this up. Like you said, they they're telling all these libtards like this is your president. Mm -hmm. It's going to go to the court. They're going to say it's going to be like a five, four vote. No, Trump's the president. Mm -hmm. And then and again, this is like total gaslighting 101. These libs are going to go insane. It's going to cause a civil war, whatever, whatever is going to happen. And then we ready. Shit's going to hit the fan. That's what I think could happen. I I think I'm on the exact same page as you are. And that's what I want to happen. I want it to go to the courts. I want it to be them to make a decision and show that this was fucked. There's so many things that are going on that is just not good. It's not okay. And we need to stop it. And we're putting our foot down, but they are gaslighting this whole left side saying yes. hey we're one you won you get met and now they're going to be fucking and you thought it was bad before and like the little pockets of protests because this was part of the thing that i have a problem with is the protest agenda that's not protest it's writing it's civil disturbance um but they're gonna go nuts nuts and we've been talking about the civil war coming the entire year the entire year one thing I wanted to say too was um, there's an individual that we follow on Instagram his Instagram name is Montaga and he goes by Tony Montaga but he actually ran against AOC in New York in his district guy's a fucking G Um, he's actually out it like during these protests like breaking people up and stuff yeah Yeah. so he his belief is, and I don't know, let me rephrase that. It's not his belief. I think he beat AOC, but there's so much corruption in NYC. And he's breaking all this down with, um, that we saw with uh, the watermarks that are coming out, the organization that Trump established in 2018, the Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, which was built specifically for election fraud. And he's talking about everybody needs to calm down. You need to be prepared for what's going to happen. And if you haven't put something red outside of your house, whether it be a bow, a plant, a flag of some sort, you can decorate it as like a Christmas decoration um, because there's going to be a mass sweep that's coming through. Um, And during the election, the day after the election, I, I, I went live for just like a few minutes just to kind of, break it down for everybody because everyone's like 
oh my God, buying this, buying that. And I'm like, listen, this is not how it works. Even if at the end of the day, Biden is declared winner because no, no state has actually even confirmed this yet. Right. No. Not one single state. No, there's still like six contested states and they're all swinging. Yeah, it's not over. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> uh, there's a reason Twitter deleted, not Twitter deleted, but that tweet was taken down when the media said, we will be the ones that declare the winner. And everybody yeah, was screenshotting thankfully. that. And then yeah, they exactly. took it down. People got it. And then that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And they called it. Somebody had asked us yeah. on um, our Instagram they said being a conspiracy podcast or being a conspiracy based show, like why do you subscribe to the two party system? And I said, we don't, it, we don't subscribe to the two party system. We're not sitting here saying that Republicans are infallible um, because boy, you're a registered Democrat. Yeah. So it's the, it's the issue of, of what is, that's why they counted my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, The issue here is, is what we're witnessing taking place in our country. And Donald Trump just so happened to be a wild card. I don't think that they had to. They didn't think that. I think they drank their own Kool-Aid in 2016. They didn't have to rig the election because they believed Hillary Clinton was going to win no matter what. And then Trump smoked her. And they're like, fuck, what do we do now? We have to win this time around. Yeah. But let's face it. If if Donald Trump ran as an independent, he wouldn't have won. Mm You know what I mean? Um, Unfortunately, the two party system is what we have. Yeah. So whether we subscribe to it or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. At the the end of the day, you got to look at the the candidates and what they're offering and And, your way of life and and try to mirror it up to the best. And the far left as they're going and what they're talking about doing, I can't subscribe to that. Oh, we're on a list according to AOC. So put me on it. Oh, hey, come, yeah. come, come see. Yeah, me. Amy, did you see? She yeah. know, did you see? She doesn't it? know how to get to California anyway, so um, it's okay. Fucking, <laughs> I, I was talking to Sam last night, um, Sam Tripoli, and he put yeah. out his episode broken sim- on broken simulation of the um, mental gymnastics from the election, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. somebody asked me, uh, am I on AOC's list? Uh, I wish a motherfucker would, and I was like, bro. <laughs> I got goosebumps because there's so many people that are like that. And boy, you had brought up yeah. in, in the in the chat. Um, I'm pretty sure fucking Schindler had a list too. Yeah. Um, come on, come on. Yeah. And, and well, they're yeah. talking. They're talking about putting everyone that voted for Trump or who's pro Trump on a list, and then barring them from holding a job and a corporate realm uh, on some sort of board, running for public office. Like, dude, what are we? You're, yeah. These are the these are the people that are calling Trump supporters racist, Nazis, and fascists. Exactly. And, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It's up is down. It's yeah. Up is down. It's down is up. Yeah. An upside down world. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, Amy, so where can people find your information, your videos, and and believe me, if if you'd like to, we would love to have you back on the show to talk about some of your yes. other videos that you made. That anytime. I want to talk about. I want to talk about clones. Yes. Thank oh. you for mentioning that. Yeah. Really oh, that's such a fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that one because that would be a lot. You know, the bring the will balance what, us out from doing monarch yeah. to, to, to clones. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, and I'll, I'll let you guide it. We, we do this so many times, we'll just go on rants, and we're like, oh, shit, it's Tuesday. I got to go to work. Um, <laughs> boy, Chris, do you remember that, that picture I showed you of my doppelganger? 
Yes. Okay. So, so, ba- so oh. backstory. This was like, I've had this photo in my phone for eight years now. A buddy of mine from, cause I, I, my wife and I live in Kansas now and we're, I was originally from California. It's where we started the show. Um, mm-hmm. he sent me a picture one day and I go, who's that girl I'm with and where am I? I've, I don't remember being there. And he's like, bro, that's not you. And I was like, Oh my God. I sent the picture to my mother. She goes, Oh, she's pretty. Who's that? And I go, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Because never met her. It's so Amy, I'll shoot you the photo. Um, but it, it's weird because like, I have like this, like this freckle right here on my face. That dude's got the same freckle in the exact same spot. And I was like, so we t- doing some of the research that we've seen for cloning. I was like, "Oh fuck! Did they get me? Did they? Oh, yeah. Did they got me?" We saw we saw mine at a Five Guys. Oh, yeah. Remember, <laughs> we were both eating burgers at the same time, and they're like looking inside, and I'm like, "What are you guys looking at?" They're like, "You're inside." And I'm Whatever like, you do, oh, and I look. Don't turn yeah, around. I look, and I go. Oh my God, that is me wearing a hat, had glass. I was like, this is, we got to go. If you go talk to that guy, we're all going to just start floating. Yeah, we're going to vanish. It's weird. (laughs) I'm sorry, Amy, go ahead. No, you're fine. I am on BitChute. Amy says, what the fuck, WTF. And Twitter, Amy says, WTF. That's awesome. Awesome. And and to all of our listeners out there, stay tuned because your documentary will be on our website very soon. Um, awesome. Project Thank Monarch. You so much. It's Probably. it's only uh, I think an hour and like fourteen minutes. It's not it's not long. Yeah. I mean, if you can binge watch yeah. eight seasons of the of The Office, you can stick <laughs> through an hour to kind of open up your mind. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies. I've been Big Country Boy Chris, and we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Amy. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You ain't saying this hell. You ain't saying this hell. Donald Trump Putin shit. I say I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value.